0: is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bowen Nahr and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey Bowen. Hey Jimmy. We are pleased to welcome our guest, Jim Smith, owner of Total Technology Resources. Hey Jim, welcome to the show.
1: Hey guys, thanks for having me.
0: Let's kick off the show here. Question number one, what's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know?
1: So I'm going to share a story on how my career got started and how the path I ended up taking was not the one I originally planned. It's a testament to realizing an opportunity and running with it, regardless of the risk. After graduating St. Joe's, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Switch majors halfway through, and I knew I wanted a job in tech, but I wasn't sure exactly which way to go with it. That summer, I took a break from everything and really wanted to think about the decision. I was currently going on some job interviews, and I even decided, or even thought about going out west to continue my professional running career. So one night in a bar down in Sea Isle, I was talking to a high school friend about it all, and it was kinda of in the same boat I was. He brought up something that I didn't really think about, and that was starting a business from scratch. Since it was something I never thought about and outside the box, I was all about it. I remember that night being pumped up, thinking about all the positives. So, back down to earth, I brought it up to family and friends to get their feelings on it and get as much information as possible. They brought up the risks associated with it. And I definitely understood but at that age the optimism outsigned the reality. So, I decided to run with it. That fall, we got a business plan together and ran with it. At first, it was pretty rough. At that time, there was no chance, even with a business plan, that a bank was gonna give us money. So we ended up starting it on credit cards and had to rely on nights and weekends, bartending and waitering to get some extra cash. Learning curve was pretty extensive as well. Though colleges give you a well-rounded education, they don't really tell you the specifics of starting a business. Took about a year, year and a half to get going. Got some breaks along the way. After that, started hiring employees. And 18 years later, here I am. I like think back at that time and the confidence that I had then that I'd be successful no matter what and, and try to apply it to today because I want to try to challenge myself more, do things that aren't necessarily comfortable. And of course, the more risk, the more reward. There's a great
2: quote, do one thing that makes you uncomfortable every day. That's how we grow. That's how we get better as people. And You were seriously ahead of the curve, Jim doing this 18, 19 years ago, because the filing for new businesses uh, was the highest it ever was in 2020. And then halfway through 2021, that number was surpassed. So a lot of people are having that that epiphany.
1: I can see that with the pandemic, a lot of people had some self-reflection Luckily, when we did it, I guess 18 years ago at this point, we had a different mindset as being young. No family, no huge asset responsibility. It was definitely a positive. And the risk was there, but it all worked out in the end, which is good.
0: It's like no idea worked until you actually do the work. It's one thing to come up with the idea. It's another thing to execute on it. And I think execution is probably the big takeaway there.
1: Yeah, you can't succeed until you try.
0: Question number two. What's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners?
1: So I heard this quote a couple of years ago, and it it rang so true to me. And it's success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts by uh, Winston Churchill. Even if you are successful, you still have to strive to continue that. And on the other side of it, even if you fail, we all fail uh, at some point. And it's how we rebound that really makes us who we are.
2: It's very true because, as you had mentioned, we don't get taught how to sell in college and life is very much about sales. And I, one of the things I always told them was, it's not that I was particularly special, it's that it's a war of attrition, right? I've failed 10 more times than you guys have in more creative and horrific ways. It's just who can come in the next day after getting their teeth kicked in with a smile on their face and say, all right, let's keep doing this. It's a great mindset to have uh,
0: resiliency equally as important as using your future to inspire your present and really just focus on what is ahead of me and let's work towards that and getting there rapid fire what's your one podcast
1: i'm going with conan o'brien needs a friend what's your one album the blue album by weezer
0: what's your one vacation destination
1: every summer i get to the jersey shore as much as possible
0: what's your one tv series
1: as a, a child of the 90s, I gotta go to The Simpsons. It was great the first, you know, 10, 12 seasons. And what's your one movie? I'd say Braveheart. It's one of those flicks, every time you catch it on TBS or TNT, you can't turn it off, you gotta watch it no matter where, where you catch it at.
2: Oh yeah, if you're in the last half of that film, you're like, all right, if I stick around for another 45 minutes, I get to hear him yell freedom. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll watch a couple commercials about life insurance and reverse mortgages you got some good options on there man we use the blue album just a banger from start to finish what are we on season 38 of the simpsons right now so yeah the first couple were pretty good
1: my kids obviously you know huge disney plus fans and the younger ones are into the normal disney cartoon stuff but i was able to to convert my oldest son to a simpsons fan i have i have some options when disney plus is uh crowding my tv you always take away a
0: bunch of great gems from The Simpsons. I, there's always two quotes that come to mind. One is, you can't fight City Hall when uh, Lisa builds, like, I think it's the Eiffel Tower, and then there's a missing Lego piece to it. I give credit to Tom Hamill here. They sing a song that's like, you don't make friends with salad. Uh, always,
2: I have my little kids singing that one around the house, you know,
0: when I'm <laughs> packing my third or fourth salad for the week here. I don't know if you're aware of
2: this, Jim, but they actually, Conan O'Brien wrote for The Simpsons back in the early season
1: yeah and his uh, his seasons was like four to six and that's like the classics it's definitely one of the reasons why i checked out his podcast because he's he's a funny guy
0: yeah and speaking back to your album choice good to hear the uh, the blue album from weezer start to finish you know surf wax america that's right i love listening to that one when i'm driving to work like i've never even surfed before i'm like i wish I'd, i took my board to work
1: it's such a feel-good album up and down it's not really about one specific thing just you know good alt-rock music blue album is their best Question
0: number four, what's the one charity or cause you would recommend to the listeners?
1: Well, I recommend the Boys and Girls Club. They serve underprivileged communities to provide resources that otherwise the children wouldn't have. We've been working with them now for about five years, so we see firsthand the unbelievable work that they do helping children in the Philadelphia area. It's awesome. It's one of those
2: causes that you hear about constantly, but it's always good to give
1: it a shout out
2: because sometimes the ones that are in the ether, you don't even think about, oh, they probably don't need money or they they all do, especially right now, right? And Boys and Girls Club has such a fantastic reputation of doing great work and
1: We got involved with them because of technology resources for the kids, and we take for granted the computers, the tablets, the internet access that we have. They're actually opening, which we helped with, a new one in Germantown section, so we're excited for that. And the last
0: question, what's your one step for building a meaningful connection?
1: I always have to remind myself a meaningful connection is a two-way street. It's not something where you're going to meet someone and they're going to just start throwing you business or throwing you referrals. You have to give to get with a meaningful connection. It's very
2: true, and it comes back a lot in this podcast. Most of the people, particularly members of the GFN, are natural go-givers. They're really trying to make sure that they are giving more than they're getting, and in the end, it is one of the reasons that so many of the GFN members are so incredibly successful The people that are in their sphere, in their network, know they're good people, and you want to help those people out, right? You want to go out there and have that mentality. I know Jimmy's been installing that in everyone we've ever met for a decade and a half now. That's near and dear to all our hearts.
0: I think about the term pay it forward. I think that rings true to what you're saying there. Sometimes there may not be a pay it back. It's, it could be paying someone else forward. Maybe taking that mindset of, all right, well, you know what? Maybe I can't directly help you, Jim, but maybe I can help Bowen. And then, but maybe Bowen, there's someone that kind of can help Jim. So sometimes it's not A to B. Sometimes that might come back to you, you know, two or three degrees down the road. All right. Well, Jim, thanks again for joining us here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. Thanks, guys.